Positive heads. Welcome to a very special episode dedicated to none other than you, the pea heads themselves. I am your pea head enthusiast and hostess for the day, Alexa Hauser. I have been blessed to have the experience of helping out with Positive Head's social media for the better part of a year. And through my digital interactions, I began to realize, as did Brandon, that we have some incredible beings listening to the show who are taking the information that Brandon puts out through the podcast and using it to transform their lives and create wonderful things. You listeners are all a huge, huge part of the life force that propels this show forward through time and space and... We think it's time to bring forth some of you beautiful reflections and delve a little deeper into this collection of energy that is the Positive Head community. So as we shine the spotlight on our listeners, what we'll have them do is share their stories of how they attracted Positive Head into their life, the transformation it's facilitated for them, and what they're focused on creating now that they're in a more positive headspace. Today, our guest is Positive Head listener Alex Sandoval. Alex is a former troublemaker and current yoga teacher from Colorado. A lifelong searcher and full-time student of life, he considers it his mission to bring light to those in suffering. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Alexa. How are you? This is so exciting that we, we can take some time to do this. Yeah, it's a pretty cool opportunity. I'm I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be on. Awesome. Well, um, you gave us a great little description of yourself there, uh, yeah, but we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Tell well, tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, like your story. Man, that's it's um, about three decades in, so that could take a while. But long <laughs> story short, I mean. Um, I've kind of used the tagline, the, the, fubber, the former troublemaker turned yoga teacher, just because um, I definitely, I think like all of us do have a past of, you know, doing things less than, um, less than good, less than kind, and less than like of service to others. And um, I've had a few kind of tricks and a lot of luck that's to one degree or another helped me kind of turn that around. And hopefully, I mean, I hope every day when I wake up, I can be of benefit somehow. That's the goal, you know? So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What kind of trouble are you getting into? Oh man. I, um, again, this is another one that I think happens a lot, but I, I mean, I grew up, I was a musician when I was younger and got easily sucked into all the kind of side roads that you're playing in bands, being out at, you know, bars and stuff combined with an addictive personality can really draw <laughs> in. And, um, so yeah, I spent kind of several years, most of my twenties, um, always had like a definite inkling that there was, you know, more to life, more to the experience. I always knew there was like a deeper level of things. I've always been more on the, um, kind of sensitive and empathic side before I knew what that was. And, but my actions, of course, weren't reflecting that. I mean, using had different like little struggles with like alcohol abuse. I would say that was more than little, especially in the mid twenties. Um, things along those lines. So it's it's really nice having like 
a kind of a, a group like this, even though kind of it's scattered out over Facebook or it's just on a podcast, you can kind of listen and be like, oh, we're on to something here. There's not just, I'm not alone, you know? Absolutely. And that was one of the reasons I was excited to come on and kind of hopefully make everyone else know that's listening. Hey, if nothing else, if you get nothing else out of listening to me talk, we're all in this together. So. Yeah, I love that. Well, speaking of, you know, finding the podcast, how did you find the podcast? Oh, I was probably back and I'm looking at my iPhone. I was looking at it before we got on and probably back in um, early, mid 2016. I think I was just like sick of Spotify for a minute and listening to music. And I was like, oh, I'm going to find a podcast. And I don't remember. I remember looking up like positive thinking, positive something. And this one had the best presentation, you know, cause I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, you, you don't have a lot of time in this world. You judge stuff by the presentation. So I started listening to a couple episodes and kind of fell in love. So <laughs> It's so funny because <laughs> that's exactly how I found the podcast. And that's every, everyone tells me some similar version of that story by typing positivity into podcasts. So it's so funny that simple action brings everyone to the same place. Yeah, um, Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, so how did you go from being this troublemaker to yoga? What drew you there? Oh, I'd always had an um, inclination towards like learning meditation. Uh, when I was 25, I'm, I'm 32 now, I had um, kind of some of my, some of my problems came to a bit of a head at that time, got in a bit of trouble, got like a DUI and stuff like that, which, um, so when I had like a lot of time to sit and think, I mean, I, like I said, I'd always had this inclination towards there was something deeper and I started studying meditation around 25, like no clue what I was doing. I would not recommend anyone do things the way I did, but it led me at least on that path, reading some of these books by like Eckhart Tolle, uh, Wayne Dyer, got into Abraham back then just through the books. And um, I was working in the restaurant industry most of my 20s, which um, as many of you probably know, can be like a stressful job. And again, there's always pit, there's easy pitfalls there, especially if you have an addictive personality. And when I was 27, 28 or so, the girl I was... Uh, dating and living with at the time, like was kind of sick of my, sick of my crap and made me go to yoga. And so I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She's like, Hey, you're, you're going, we're going to this class today. Um, and the first time she tried to drag me out, honestly, I was too hung over to go. Um, so the next time, like she made sure like, Hey, this is, you have to go. And I don't remember too much of exactly why, but I remember like, I just completely sucked. Like as, as a teacher now, I'll say like, you can't really suck at this, you know, but at a, as a student at the time, like I couldn't touch my toes. I was out of shape, like all this stuff. Like I had no idea there was something deeper to the practice. And, um, I just stuck with it. I remember early on practicing, like getting home and, um, like sitting down, like at the edge of my bed and like, just like having these like waves of like, I don't even know what energy, something going through me. And I was like, all right, this is, this is good. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I ended up just getting hooked and kind of one, it kept on. I mean, you know, life as we all know has its ups and downs and 
I had certainly a few as, as mentioned though, the relationship that with the girl that brought me to yoga didn't have, it had an expiration date for sure. And so through some transitions like that, I always had like this rock, this place to go, um, and kind of dive in for lack of a better way of putting it for an hour plus a day. And it ended up, I just knew, I knew on some level I wanted to teach and share it with other people. Wow. I love that. How, what specifically about yoga made you feel that way? Besides, I mean, I, I really like what you said about it being like your rock, like somewhere you could always go back to, but I mean, this was, this is a question I was kind of going to ask later, but what do you think it is about yoga that's so transformative? Like, why do you think it's such a, because in, in the spiritual community, especially, I mean, also mainstream community, obviously like yoga is becoming huge, but why, why do you think it, it has that magnetism about it? I mean, it's that's that's a loaded question and I'll try and, um, <laughs> It's simple, but I mean, if you know anything about yoga, you know that like the the physical portion that we do on the mats, the asana part, is just like a very small part. Like yoga encompasses like meditation. It has like these yamas and niyamas, which are more or less kind of like the. I'll probably get in trouble for describing it this way, but like the Ten Commandments, more or less, like rules for living and stuff. So there's all this very rich history um, and stuff to study if you're so inclined. But as far as especially just like the physical portion we do. There's a lot of magic to, especially in today's world where, I mean, we're all like on our devices that we got traffic, you know, everybody's hustling to make their living. There's something pretty special about, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes a day when you can put all that aside, just get into your bodies. I think we really get like detached from our own physicality because again, for one reason or another, we've been made to believe our bodies are bad. Like I think to some degree there's something to that. Um, and I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah, And depending on like how you were brought up, you're, you're made to think like, Oh, you know, the body's your enemy and getting into your body. Like there's definitive emotions that get stored up and just breathing, being kind of by yourself. And especially with guidance of a good teacher, um, helping you and holding space for all this stuff to go on. Like some, some magic happens. Even if a person just goes to yoga just to get a workout over time, like the medicine will seep in, you know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, I started, um, I've been getting really into yoga recently and it started out very slow. Like I just kind of did it here and there. And now it's like, I'm at that point where I'm a lot more curious about it and its potential because I'm wanting to do it every day and just feel it, but I'm not in a regular practice or anything. I just go, I have class pass and I go to kind of all different yoga classes all over the city whenever I can. And it's really interesting to experience so many different teaching styles, so many different yoga styles and and types of practice in general. Um, but I just like the vibe of it. Like, I think that's what it is for me. Like, I just like the overall feeling of yoga and the, like the community around it as well. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a very important part. I mean, you're usually, I would say 90, 95 to 99% of the people you meet in the yoga world are pretty cool. And it's everybody, um, no one comes there because like they're stoked on life, you know? So everybody's yeah. kind of building each other up, or at least there's like this, I think silent understanding we're all 
know, walking in hopefully the same path, maybe not same branch of the path, but we're all going somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, (laughs) going back to the podcast, what influence would you say listening to this podcast has had on your life? Oh, it's (laughs) huge. And to be honest, sometimes I like, sometimes I forget how huge, because again, I was saying I was scrolling through my iPhone. I actually have it with me right now, looking up all the episodes I've listened to, which is most of them, like, you know, some of the played ones and Honestly, I really need to re-listen to like half these. Like we got letting go of judgment number 71. There's like moving beyond the ego number 51, like all these great episodes. But I think wow, that that's it, going back 51 yeah, and 71. Yeah. I was like, I'm looking just like way back. Cause I, I, when I started getting into it, I combed through, I think every episode cause there wasn't that many back in 2016, you know? And I think it's a credit to Brandon and, um, daily and for their work when they were putting it in just, uh, it's, it's really nice. I noticed today listening to an episode, let me see which one, um, I'm having trouble pulling it up, but anyways, it's, it's a credit to the work that Brandon's done where like, you know, his voice comes on you're like, Oh, this is kind of relaxing. You know, he's delivered pretty good messages over time, um, with the help of, you know, Eckhart Tolle, Abraham a lot and like whoever else, that, you know, it is like, the, like they says a daily conscious effort. So it's good to remind myself and all of us, a lot of these, um, a lot of these lessons that come about on the podcast because they're easy to forget. So. Absolutely. And I agree. Brandon does have a magical voice. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so soothing and, and, um, storytelling like, and he's, he's such a, he's such a good host. And such a good creator of this show. So I, I, I agree. And that's, that's amazing. Um, and, um, you know, you mentioned when you and I spoke a little bit before this recording that something that you'd really like to touch on is navigating through life as a sensitive soul. And I really like the way that you phrase that. And because I... I'd say most of us would identify as sensitive souls. Um, so I would love to hear about your perspective on that. Um, I mean, number one, before I get into anything, I think that I want, like if people just tune me out, if I go on a tangent and they're driving, you know, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I do that sometimes, honestly, I'll have to re-listen to an episode like five times to hear <laughs> what happens. But if you hear nothing else, I think it's important to know that, like the, the sensitivities, whatever brought you on this path, it's okay. It's honestly, all right. It's nothing to beat yourself up over. Um, maybe have to go through life a little differently than all the people you see and assume how they do it, but we're all okay. Now that being said, um, again, like even with my career, which is like teaching yoga and like trying to hold space for people and make their lives better. I'd be lying to you completely if I said everything was perfect. And I went through kind of a pretty rough patch at the end of um, 2017 that actually led me for the first time to um, seek out therapy, you know? And one of the things that my therapist, like after 
she got to know me a little bit and was like, yo, you know, you're, you didn't say it like that, but she's like, you know, man, you're pretty, you're definitely like the sensitive spectrum of things. Like you take things hard, you feel things deeply and stuff. And just as, as a male who like, again, I was born in 85, I've kind of right on that cusp of that period where, um, you know, you're still supposed to be like tough. Like even though John Wayne was long before that, you're still like still have some of that like imprinted in, you know, the yeah. male and I would say even female consciousness. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like, how do I feel about the, like the masculinity thing? Even women, I think it's just me. Cause I'm, I obviously don't know how y'all feel, but I feel like there's like a certain amount of toughness that you're expected to have that. Oh, Yeah. Puts up up these big walls and there's a book. Um, there's a guy, I don't know if you know him, but his name's Lewis house. And he has like one of the top podcasts. Like he's, it's always been at like the top, I think called school of greatness. And he just wrote a book about exactly what you're talking about, about it's called something like the masculinity, something, but it's all about this idea that has infiltrated our society that men, can't be sensitive or emotional or show their true selves. Um, and they always have to be strong. And it really leads to a lot of these problems that we're seeing pop up in our society right now. And, um, you know, everything is, I agree with you. Like we're all okay. Everything's working itself out naturally. Um, but yeah, that is definitely something that I notice and I think is something that, is being brought to the forefront of the collective right now, you know, to be healed yeah. and transmuted. Yes. Um, but back to um, kind of the question as well as like, I was, it's something I'd already always known about myself too, which is why I think it's um, a lot of people that kind of are on that empathic spectra or like, I, I don't know. I haven't studied it deeply, but a lot of people that can like absorb emotions definitely tend to blunt them through addiction. Um, so like pieces started to come together for me. And the reason I had brought it up as far as like speaking about it here is because when I get on the, um, the positive head, like Facebook page, I sometimes my heart just like snaps into reading um, different people's accounts, like in, some of the stories they tell when people are struggling. And I really feel that it's important. Like one of the the through lines that I notice through a lot of these like longer comments of people having struggles is that to some degree, it feels like even subtextually they're afraid of how they feel or afraid that afraid that they feel even, or feel this like overwhelming guilt, like all these things that I, I think, um, burden society as a whole, but especially people that are on sort of like this, um, this path of the seeker, I guess you would say. You are, you are taking something right. There's been something that has been in my mind for the past like two weeks, which I I almost said it when you first started talking about this, but, um, you know, that, we carry around so much guilt over so many things that, that we don't need to care. And, and me specifically, and uh, what I'm saying is I, I totally, totally agree and, and feel that we are all the most sensitive of people. And like you're saying, the seekers, we're the ones that really take on 
uh, like those feelings of guilt and shame and because we're, we, we feel for people, like we don't want to hurt anyone, but we're also exploring and, and trying to figure out what's going on, you know? So we are the, we're more susceptible to those feelings. And I had this like download that came to me the other day that was just like, you know what? We're all innocent. Like every single one of us is completely innocent. We're light. That's what we are. And, um, and, and the sooner that we can all start to understand that we're innocent and anything that we've ever done is either just love or a call for more love, you know, that we can all start to personally take that perspective on that we have never done anything wrong. We've either just acted out of love or asked for more love and that we didn't know what we didn't know until we didn't know it, you know, that we can really, really influence the collective just by taking that load off of ourselves and realizing that, like I said, we're innocent. Like, you know, we're here to learn. Like, I I don't know, just what you're saying resonates with what I've been thinking lately so much. And I, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, the way you phrased that kind of blew my mind. It put me to a stop there. That was really, I, I like, I liked the way you put that. Um, you know, what, what do you say? You said we're all either we're acting out of love or seeking love. Did I hear that right? It's, it's actually from a book. Um, it's from Marianne Williamson's. Uh, it's a book called A Return to Love, like Reflections of a Course in Miracles. I don't know if you've ever heard of that book, A Course in Miracles. But in A Course in Miracles, they say that everything is either love or a call for more love. So you're either in love or you're trying to get back to love like you know so so there's no wrongdoing there's no you know there's there's no blame it's just like if you weren't acting out of love you were trying to figure out how to act out of love you know yeah course of miracles has been long on my reading list and i think we just bumped it ahead a few (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely check out marianne williamson is the one she like does like a whole that's the book you want to read marianne williamson's return to love yeah but but yeah, anyway, I'm I'm with you. Totally with you on that. So, and and I love that. And um you know, so I know you said there are some tools or that that maybe that you use or or things you think might be able to help people just make things a little bit smoother. Do you want to elaborate yeah. on that? Yeah, and like again, the number one thing I think with this too is to um as we just talked about kind of removing the guilt of having to take care of yourself. Cause it's been a hard trip for me to like look around people. I know, you know, they can, some people I have friends that they can do like whatever and feel fine the next day. But I noticed for someone like me, and I think a lot of the people listening that again, tend to absorb stuff and like can get pulled in any direction. Um, it's honestly just basic health stuff I've had to really, and again, this is like a bad, like yoga teacher admission, but even when I was (laughs) teaching full time, like you don't always eat super healthy or get enough sleep, things like that kind of just go through it. But, um, I've had to really prioritize, I mean, the basic stuff like rest, um, really noticing like what sort of how the way foods affect me. If I eat something I really like, like, you know, the taste of, but it drags me down. Like, I don't know if that's even like vibrationally or just physically, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, it affects what I put out there. It affects how I feel. Same with 
monitoring the love of my life coffee. You know, I can't have, <laughs> I can't, I, can't, I, I mean, I could, like I said, I have an addictive personality and I could have like three cups of coffee in the morning and then be an anxious wreck all day. Um, yeah. you know, and then one, um, one thing that I wanted to pass on to, cause I'm a huge believer in, even if you don't have like a yoga practice, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of paths to, you know, I think the goal of, getting diving inwards, you know, but I do feel that meditation's extremely important. And one thing I don't like about how meditation's really marketed and I've I've done this Dharma talk in some of my yoga classes. I hate to call out, I think it was like Gandhi that said it. I don't really want to call out Gandhi, but it's when he says like you need if you don't have you need to like meditate and I think I've heard I've heard this said maybe even on the show too. So I don't want to like Say it's wrong. Wait, you just said I don't want to call out Gandhi. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the whole whole, if you like don't have twenty minutes to meditate, then you need an hour. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Brandon says that all the time. I know I'm sorry. Brandon quotes that all the time. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like I think that to some people, some of the people that like because I felt this way when you're feeling like desperate and like you don't have any way of getting better sometimes that saying has a slight bit of subtext where it's like hey if you don't have 20 minutes and you don't have an hour then just go about your life and i think a meditation practice could be even as short as like one minute five minutes six minutes like whatever you have and however you want to do it i mean there's stuff as simple as you know even just monitoring the breath there's tons of apps out i know on like on the Gaia, there's there's all sorts of stuff you can follow, and I think it's of the utmost importance in especially today's world where we've all got like a like a supercomputer attached to our hip, you know, in our pocket, and everything else that's like going on around us to take the time to actually slow down, get in, notice what's under the surface, even if it's just for five minutes. If you have more, great, but I think the most sensitive pe- of people can get discouraged by not being able to do everything perfectly, you know? Right. Sure. I, I understand what you're saying. And I think, um, you know, all of this really comes back to what you were talking about in the beginning about connecting with the body, connecting with yourself, you know, that, that is what meditation really is, is for. It's not, you know, I, I think there are a lot of misconceptions about meditation because I know when I first started meditating, I was really kind of confused about what I was trying to do. Was I trying to communicate with God? Was I trying to, you know, um, just literally not have a thought? Was I trying to just close my eyes and sit quietly? Like what, what is it? And really what it, is, or at least from my perspective, is you're trying to quiet your mind so that you can receive the thoughts that are from your higher self or, you know, thoughts that will benefit you, thoughts that replenish you. And um, I agree. It's, it's, it's really important. So what, what would you say for people who are starting to meditate and don't know how, because I see that a lot in the Facebook group and elsewhere, just like, how do I meditate? How do I do this? I mean, there's, um, I'd say the most basic one I would say, well, you could start with one of the books I love, um, uh, by jo- John Kabat-Zinn. I hope I'm saying his name right, but it's, um, wherever you go, there you are. And it's written yes. in these like little, um, like two page chapters. So again, if you're like super busy, I think everybody's got time to read like two pages and he just drops these little meditation tidbits 
along the way, um, just about how all these different stuff. He's, he's the guy that more or less brought mindfulness to the West. Um, so he knows what he's talking about and this book's easy to understand, but I think a good starting point as any is, um, trying to close your eyes down or even have them open and just notice the breath and notice how absolutely freaking crazy the mind can get when you put this little constraint on it. And the important there, the important thing there that will come about, especially again, drawing back to like sensitive people, people that get like blown with the wind by all these different things is you'll start to realize that the thoughts that are going on upstairs, maybe this is talked about on the podcast probably hundreds of times, but the thoughts that are going on aren't necessarily true and they aren't necessarily yours. And yes, I think you get a point, you get to a point where it's like you're going into your closet, like looking for old clothes or looking for like something to wear for the day. And I like to think of it as you can take, you know, I like this thought or I like this, you know, shirt. I'm going to put this on for now. It feels good. It looks good. Oh, and then you yeah. look in the back of the closet, like, what the heck is that? I can't believe I ever wore that in public, you know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. Stuff like, and it's the same with thoughts. And that would be a good starting point, I would say. And I think most people will figure out their own way. I don't meditate that exact style right now, but I think most people will figure out their own, their own path after just I, taking a few steps. So I love that. I love that idea of like trying thoughts on because it, you know, sometimes I, because I'm a, I'm, I'm the biggest Abraham fan there ever was. Sorry, everybody out there, but it's really, it's crazy how much I listen to, to them. It's really, actually, it's probably a problem. But, um, but, um, you know, through listening to Abraham, I've really started when I, I've really started, um, understanding more about like feeling my thoughts, like, fe- like feel or just like feeling. Yeah. Feeling my thoughts, like feeling what that thought feels like and be like, oh, I don't like that just doesn't feel easy. That doesn't feel flowing. And then I pick another thought. I'm like, ooh, that feels good. You know, just like feeling your way along so that you're, you know, I think that is kind of that is what we're saying when we're saying that, you know, it's so important to connect to the body. It's like, sometimes we're just thinking or a lot of time we're just thinking things and just like letting our mind run. And we're not recognizing what that's feeling like inside our body, you know? And then we end up getting sick or something happens or whatever. And it's like the second that we become conscious and come back inside our body, you can actually feel what you're doing to your body. Like you can actually feel what you're putting out there, what, what, you can feel how it feels if it feels stuck or, you know, stagnant or like not good or dark or heavy, or if it's light and free and, you know, it makes your heart sing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's a very good way of putting it. And I think like, I don't think there's any big secrets to any of this stuff. Like all the stuff that I listed that helps like manage, like eating mostly a good diet, mostly trying to sleep well, mostly trying to move, like not being too hard on yourself or too rigid about any of this, you know, cause that just sucks yeah. all the joy out of it. But all that stuff gets you into where you can start to, you know, feel things out. It's, and it's, it, I, I, it can be harder, I think, for um, for men in today's world too. Especially, like I said, to I mean, to some degree, because we're taught to like shove all this aside. I'm lucky on some end that I was like born with kind of like a receptive 
type quality. I was raised a lot by my mom, always been friends with like women and that's my closest friends to this day for some degree. And it's, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's the feminine quality of like being able to dive in and feel that I think is almost a trick, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, you're right. Like you have an advantage over, well, I mean, everyone's where they are, but yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, the word that any good way. I was thinking as I was talking, I was like, "There's no good way of saying what I was." No, you said it perfectly. I, (laughs) I I made it all, all, whatever. (laughs) Um, But no, no, I, 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 I I think you should definitely. Have you heard of that guy that I mentioned, Lewis House? Have you heard of him at all? No, I was mentioning about the masculinity thing. Okay, check him, check him out. Just, just as an aside, check, check that book out because it's like exactly what you're talking about, and it hits it head on. Um, and and it's such an important topic right now. So, how would you like to see the positive head community expand? Like, are there any ideas you'd like to throw out into the collective? Man, I, you know, that is a tough one. I think. I would like to see it more or less continue to expand as it does. I think it'd be, it'd be cool. And I'm not always the biggest idea person. Unfortunately, I'm good at, I'm good at working with ideas that other people have got, but, um, I don't know. I think eventually, like I, I saw, I think Brandon's going to like envisioned fest and was meeting up with people there. I think the more that like it gets a little bit off of just the internet and people start to connect in person, you know, even just one or two, that's going to be a huge thing. Um, that being said, if you're ever, if anybody's ever in com- in Colorado or there now, find me. I'll give you ways at the end of getting in contact with me. But I think that's like kind of the important thing because you know, even now we're talking, but it's like there's something different about face to face. You know, you can definitely something special that happens. And, definitely. Yeah. So Sorry. I just think. <laughs> I just think that, yeah, the more that the, the group grows, the more that people just come along. I mean, it seems to me everything's happened more or less organically. And I, I, the more that Brandon and you and everyone else keeps on putting out good messages, the more the other listeners that do these interviews keep on putting out good messages from the heart. I think it's, it's all going to be good. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's why, you know, that's why we wanted to start doing these types of episodes to really make this a fully integrated show where it's, you know, not just a, a one way thing, even though it, it really hasn't been from the beginning. But now, you know, the listeners are are going to get, you know, a voice as well. Um, and, you know, the Facebook group has just been growing so incredibly and the content in there is just so magical and powerful and and the way that everyone's interacting is just so wonderful by the way if you're listening to this and you are not in the positive heads facebook group it is positive heads with an s on facebook it's a private group and we're over four thousand uh members in there now which is totally crazy because i remember when it was like under that like maybe like 600 or something um it has grown so fast and um there's lots of people just supporting each other and helping each other and just so much bright, shiny content in there. And uh, all the guests that are go- you're going to be hearing from are from that group. So if you want to be on the show or have something to share, get on in there. Um, but uh, 
What do you think is one thing that you think would benefit every P-head to know or understand as they continue on their journey? Oh man, I might, I might try and stretch that to more than one. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Go for it. Again, it's one of those things that um, I don't comment on there much, but if, if somebody looked back through some of my comments that I've given to people, I really like, I do want one, everyone to know that like, that's as hard as life can get as brutal as things can feel, you know, um, there's always a group of people, a, a few, um, few clicks of the, the keyboard away that want to hear what you have to say and want on some level to help you out. Even if it's, that's just holding space. I do like read some comments sometimes from people there were like going through stuff and I'm like, man, I wish like I could be with this person in, in person, even just to like give them a hug and tell them it's going to be okay. Cause I mean, I definitely know what it's like to like have to feel like, you know, the, the world's crashing. Um, so you know, I want everyone to know that, yes, please reach out before or even while things are, are rough. And on the same token, if you're feeling great, I think that's important to share too. We all need more of that. And then in line with just kind of recapping from earlier in line with, um, what I sent to you that I wanted to speak about is just like Sam kind of navigating through life, like feeling sounds kind of pretentious because I've always like struggled with this, but feeling like maybe deeper than others. You know, I think a lot of us have that and it's okay. We just have to find our ways of managing it. And principle to all of that is realizing that there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, just because maybe something somebody says affects you for greater or worse. Um, it's not your fault. Nothing's wrong with you. It's okay. Um, it's just important to find your own kind of midline and do what you have to do some research for yourself. Like whether that's meditation, yoga, um, anything and find something that really, um, makes your heart sing and, brings you back like into yourself and gives you that middle point. So you're not swayed about just, just as the wind goes, you know, um, that would be, I guess, I like, that was kind of long, but that would be the one thing that I would hope everybody that, um, is listening or, or reading kind of, kind of gets. No, I love that. That's so, so, so on the mark. Um, and just, it's so soothing, you know, for people who are listening, even just for me right now, I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds nice. And, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, it's um, like easy to get too high and it's easy to get too low. And it's, yeah. I, I don't know that either of those are true. So it's, yeah. Well, and that's why we need more people, you know, like, just like you're saying to people like, Hey, it's okay. Like everything's okay. Like we're all here. You know, I think, I don't think there's enough people just saying that, like just, just being available like that. And I think it's just so, it's so nice. It's so nice. And that, that is like, what's so special about this community is that everyone is just kind of there for everyone else and, and there to share their little nuggets like you just did. And you have some great ones. And I, I, I already know that people listening to this episode are just really going to resonate with, with you and, and your insights. And, um, I think this has just been great and I'm sure, I'm sure we could talk for forever. Um, but, uh, actually speaking of, you know, you, you do yoga, um, 
is there anything you want to, you know, mention about any classes you have or workshops or how can people get in touch with you or follow you or come to yoga with you? I was going to say like, as of right now, I'm only, I'm less than two years into my career. So I do teach full time around like the Denver and Boulder area in Colorado. I think it's probably best if I, I'm just going to throw out my social media handles. And so, cause I'm always yeah. putting stuff up on there. Um, Go for it. I'm on Facebook. I'm on the Positive Head Group. It's um Alexander Sandoval. I, I like I can't remember why I chose the like full name several <laughs> years ago. But you'll probably Facebook see me. Official. Yeah, I guess. You'll probably see me bouncing around on there, but feel free to um to add me. And then on Instagram, um my my little handle if people are on there, it's Alex underscore Sandoval underscore yoga. So nice and simple. Um just Alex Sandoval yoga with underscores in between. Cause somebody else got the full word, I guess. Um, what so the, you gotta <laughs> yeah, go take that guy out. I mean, no, that would be I'm like, just kidding. That, that's very, not very, um, that's not very Zen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would like, yeah, that wouldn't be great. So. <laughs> okay. uh, um, well, that's awesome. Um, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to mention before, for my final question here? Let's get to the final question. Let's see what you all got. All right, all right. So, do you have an intention for 2018? That's a good one. Um, yeah, I absolutely do, and it um, it ties in. I think with I didn't even think about this until now, but it ties in with everything we've been talking about, and it's to um more or less embrace like my own like vulnerability, take some of the layers of armor off that I walk through the world with. Um, and, and just see what happens, learn to trust more, learn to put on my guard less, um, learn to let people in more. That's been something I'm not like natural at and it's time in life for that to change. So I love it. I could share that same intention. I'm sure we all could. That's a great one. (laughs) Well, Alex, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, It sounds like you're on, on an amazing path um, and just congrats on, on everything you've been doing to better yourself. And thank you so much for coming on the show to share all of your insights. Like I said, I'm sure a lot of people will be resonating with this one and yeah. This is great. Well, thank you so very much for having me. And um, I hope that the listeners get at least at least one thing out of it. I'd, I'd love for that. And um, anybody's listening, feel free to connect with me out in that virtual world. And thanks again. That's it for this week's episode. If you're a listener with a story to share and are interested in being featured on a future episode of this special series, you can email me at alexa at positivehead.com. Otherwise, tune in next Friday for another P-Head Posse episode. And until then, as Brandon always says, journey well.